We will say today we had the incredible privilege to learn Yavamis Daf Ches, and just to review a couple of the major points on the Daf. So first of all, the Daf began with the continuation of yesterday's sugya of Hol the Ishtaria Ishtaria, the notion that once something becomes permitted, it should become totally permitted. Namely, that once something becomes permitted, no matter how many layers of Isser may be upon that particular thing, they should all fall away in light of the Heter. The Gemara brought as a proof for that the case of the Mitzorah, who experiences a seminal emission on day number eight, and the Gemara wanted to apply that he's still permitted to come to the Azara for the blood applications, even though he's a Tavul Yom. The Gemara wanted to apply that ultimately to the case of Achos Ishto, right? To the case of a sister, a wife's sister, who falls before the man for Yibum, that once he's permitted to go ahead and marry his brother's wife, he should be permitted to marry his wife's sister as well. So the Gemara goes ahead and goes through that, works through it, and explains why that comparison may in fact not be be correct. The Gemara then went on to explain the idea that all of Arayos are grouped in one grouping. And then interestingly enough, you have two things that are pulled out of that grouping. One is a brother's widow, Eishas Ach for Yibum. And the second, of course, is Achos Ishto, the prohibition of a wife's sister. And the Gemara says the question then becomes, to whom should you compare the rest of Arayos to? Achos Ishto, and say, therefore, Yibum with an erva is Aser, or Eishas Ach, and therefore say, Yibum with an erva is Mutra, to which the Gemara says it makes more sense to compare the rest of Arayos to the case of Achos Ishto, wife's sister. Why? Because Achos Ishto has two prohibitions in the Yibum setting, namely, wife's sister and brother's wife. That's more comparable to the rest of Arayas, which will also have the same thing, their individual Araya prohibition, and also, excuse me, Erva prohibition, and ultimately, again, the also prohibition of brother's wife. Masha'inke, in the case of Eshazach, a brother's wife, there's only one level of prohibition upon that. We then went on to the position of Rava. And Rava, which really took up the rest of the daf, Rava explained that Halacha Lamaisa, you really don't need a Pasuk in order to teach you that Erva is prohibited in Yibum. Why not? Because Rabbi said it's very simple. Yibum is predicated on the halachic premise of Asi Asei Vidahi Losasei. A positive commandment sets aside a prohibition. And Rabbi said everyone knows that only works when the prohibition does not carry with it a penalty of kares. But in the situation where it carries with a penalty of kares, we don't say that the Asei trumps the Losasei. Therefore, says Rava, it's obvious then that other Arayas do not, you, or I should say, you can't perform Yibum in situations of other Arayas. So the Gemara challenged that a little bit. The Gemara then went ahead and transitioned into the Joshua of Rebbe. And Rebbe darshaned the Pasik of Bayibum that is written in a, somewhat of a prolonged form. Velakach, the Yavam, it says Velakcha, the Yibma. It could have said Velakach, the Yavam, the longer form ultimately was Rebbe coming along. Rebbe was coming to teach us that it teaches us a prohibition. Rebbe teaches us that the Torah is conveying to us an additional level of prohibition. What that additional level of prohibition was, the Gemara goes back and forth. But what comes out of that discussion is something very interesting. That the notion of Tsaras Erva, the idea that the co-wife of an Erva is prohibited, is dafka what the Gemara calls b'makom mitzvah. This is very important. When do we see that the co-wife of an erva is prohibited? That's in a yibum context. For example, again, Reuven and Shimon are married to Reuven and Shimon are brothers. And let's say again, Reuven has two wives, Rachel and Leah. Reuven passes away, and it happens to be, let's say that 
Rachel is Shimon's daughter. So now Leah is the co-wife of an erva. So because we know that Shimon can't do Yibam with his daughter, therefore by definition he can't do Yibam with her co-wife as well. Tsaras erva. But in a situation, let's say, where you have two men who are quote-unquote halachically unrelated, and let's say again, one of the individuals, we'll call them Reuven and Shimon again, but in this case Reuven and Shimon are not related at all. And Reuven is married to someone who is an erva to Shimon, and he has another wife as well. Reuben has another wife as well. Let's say Reuben divorces his wives. Shimon is permitted to marry who, the woman who was the former co-wife of his erva. The idea being that, the, in other words, the status of erva only devolves upon the co-wife in a situation of yibum. That's what the Gemara calls b'makom mitzvah. But in a non-yibum situation, the erva status is not conferred upon the co-wife. And this is an incredibly important halacha. A couple of other interesting halachas that, that came up in today's daf, which is the prohibition of marrying one's wife's sister. See, interestingly enough, that a prohibition only applies halacha lamaisa when the wife is alive. Once the wife passes away, there is no prohibition to marry your sister. However, the interesting notion that we did learn is that halacha lamaisa, if a man divorces his wife, the prohibition to marry her sister still remains in existence. So I'll say that that sums up some of the major points of today's daf. We're not finished with some of these sugyas. In other words, we're going to see we're starting tomorrow from the two dots on Ches Samadays. Ultimately, again, at the at Gufa, we'll, we will revisit some of these principles and gain a bit more clarity. But I hope, hopefully, this gives you the opportunity to review the salient points from the daf. Shkayach, everyone. Looking forward to continuing our journey in Yavamis tomorrow.